Content provided by the people. Right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 21st. Fun and festive themes abound at the annual light display in Osage Beach City Park. The light display is a 5-10-minute drive-through. It's great for listening to Christmas music and getting in the holiday spirit. Good turnout and decent weather added to the festivities at the 38th Annual Lake of the Ozarks Christmas Parade. First place winners for best float include the Shriners Club, Cub Scouts Pack Number 21, and Rowdy Garage Designs. Missouri Conservation reports that hunters harvested one bull elk during the archery portion of the 2022 elk hunting season and two bull elk during the firearms portion. The three Missouri hunters were each selected for one of five elk permits issued in 2022 through a random drawing of over 9,000 applicants. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. It's Eldon versus School of the Osage in basketball. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce, along with the School of the Osage, are proud to partner together once again to host a Winter School of the Osage Community Night on Thursday, February 16, 2023. There will be back-to-back games all at the high school, Varsity Girls at 6 p.m. and Varsity Boys at 7.30 p.m. As part of the event, Lake Area Chamber members are invited to set up a tabletop booth to welcome the community and promote your business at the same time. Contact the Lake Area Chamber today to register your business. Phone 573-964-1008 or email info at lakeareachamber.com. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Wednesday. College football, another day closer to the Gasparilla Bowl for the Mizzou Tigers, 6-6. Six and six. Remember, they won that final game of the regular season over Arkansas to get bowl eligible. The payoff comes Friday as they take on 7-5 and five Wake Forest. That is a 5.30 tip-off time on Friday. Tomorrow, college hoops, 10-1 and one Mizzou with a big challenge as they take on Illinois. The Illini ranked in the top 20 this year, so that ought to be a pretty good matchup. The Chiefs, well, they've got a little work to do this holiday weekend. They're 11-3. They've wrapped up the AFC West. That means they've punched their tickets to the playoffs. Still have a few games to play. They'll be at home Saturday to take on Seattle. Their uh, final three games, it'll be Seattle at home, the Broncos at home, and then they'll finish off the season on the road against the Raiders. Eagles still the best team in the NFL at 13-1. and The Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings are 11-3. and Cowboys and Niners, 10-4. and uh, The uh, Chiefs have wrapped up that playoff spot. Still sitting number two seed, though, in the, uh, in the AFC behind Buffalo. Remember, the Bills beat them to win the tiebreaker. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness, including 
cup of coffee with Will and Chris every day, 802-102 and 802. Check it out. They talk about what's going on at the lake, lake news, lake sports, lake events. Check it out. Cup of coffee, Will and Chris on Lake TV. And you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire, and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. If you're a member or prospective member of the Camdenton Chamber of Commerce, you need to check out the Leads Group. That's L-E-A-D-S. It's business professionals meeting on a regular basis for an hour to share experience and referrals. It's a great way for new business owners to network with people in the know over morning coffee. Contact the Camdenton Chamber Office for information at 573-346-2227. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. You can help victims of violence while earning a 70% tax credit for donations of $100 or more. Citizens Against Domestic Violence provides safe shelter and advocacy for victims of domestic violence. Start by making a donation to CADV and they'll send you a no-obligation application describing the tax credit opportunity. Your giving is for an important cause serving survivors of domestic violence with shelter legal advocacy, support groups, and more. Contact CADV at P.O. Box 245 Camdenton or email info at cadv-voc.org or call 888-809-7233. You can make a difference.
If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 899.3. The key. key. Why not? Give us a call or contact us or donate or get involved. I want to say first and foremost, right here, right now, Thank you to our uh, our uh, so many of these uh, n- new businesses that are jumping on board with us. My good buddy Charlie Warmack and everybody over at HMI Fireplace Shop. Thank you for your support. Adair's uh, uh, Animal Removal Pest Control. They do it all over there. And uh, thanks to uh, the good folks for getting on board with us at Adair's and uh, Culligan. Lake of the Ozarks, thanks for uh, keeping us hydrated, folks. We really appreciate it. Matt Phillips uh, and the entire staff, Penny Ruth, everybody over at Culligan, they do a bang-up job, and they are all great supporters, business supporters of Key Radio, and we're looking for your support as we get into the 2023 season, and we've got an event planned. I, I said, Mark, January 26th on your calendar, because this man might be here, Ike Skelton, who's in studio with me, but... We will uh, get to all of that uh, as far as a date because uh, that date has now been scrubbed and we're going to have to try something else because originally we thought uh, January 26th might work. But uh, the venue that we're trying to secure is going to let us know what dates are available. And as soon as we have a venue and a date and a time and everything that's going on, you will be the first to know about it. So keep it tuned right here to Key Radio. Our good friend and the newly sworn in presiding commissioner of Camden County, Ike Skelton, I got to tell you, yesterday was a great day. And I have never in my entire life seen one man stand up as straight and as tall as you did when you were being sworn in. I mean, folks, if if if, if you're a parent and you want a good example of, of telling your kids to stand up straight, you would have seen it yesterday. Ike must have listened to his mother and she, when she told him to stand up straight because he absolutely did. And uh, it was great to see you yesterday, great to see all the supporters yesterday. You were sworn in, and so uh, now you're officially ready to go to work, I guess, after the first of the year, if not before. And you've already been working. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You know, I mean, if I if I had to take over officially, I could. I don't see that occurring, but I guess I could now that I'm sworn in. But yeah, January first to be the real kickoff day. Thanks for coming yesterday and everybody that came along. Oh, uh, really appreciate there. the turnout. It was great, great. to be there. Um, and you know, that's been phenomenal through this entire process. Has been the support that I've gotten from from uh, everybody in the community. I mean, not just from the vote totals, but just everything. You know, and it's been fantastic. And and uh, I know a lot of folks are are uh, you know wish me well and 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 are really looking forward to a. a a change of direction in Camden County. So yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go. Great day to for go. Camden County. Uh, you've had several great days when you won the election back in August, Damn. and then it was confirmed in November, and then you were uh, sworn in yesterday. Yeah. So everything is going according to plan. There you go. And that is just great to see. We have uh, Sam Henley on the telephone line with us this morning. Sam, of course, with Camden County EMA Emergency Management, and there's an event that is going to take place. It starts tomorrow. It runs runs through Sunday, and uh, we could use some support. So we called up Sam, who is one of the organizers of this event, and we asked her if she would join us this morning. And Ike knows what I'm talking about, and now you're going to know what we're talking about. Sam Henley, good morning to you, uh, young lady, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, KB. Thank you so much for having me on. Good morning, Ike. I appreciate everything that you're doing. We've got quite the the kickoff of an attempt that we've never done here in Camden County before, and that is to open a temporary warming shelter. Uh, That is a significant difference from what we've been doing in the past, which is opening warming 
centers. Right. Warming centers, of course, close at the close of business each day. And, of course, by now everyone knows that Thursday we are supposed to have one of the most dangerous and possibly deadly winter storms, not because of snow, but because of wind chill temperatures. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, uh, the Community Christian Tur- Church has so uh, graciously opened their doors, and this is going to be something that, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Sam starts tomorrow, runs through Sunday, and uh, there is a lot on the table that you folks are looking for as far as community support. Food, donations, volunteers, and I want to tell you right now that uh, Ike has talked about volunteering. Uh, my girlfriend Delta and I are going to uh, get out there and volunteer as well because we understand the importance, and I know that this community is going to rally around and uh, and and come out and, and and step up as they so often do. So, tell us uh, basically everything that's going to be going on uh, for about the next one, two, three, four, four or five days or so in order to get this uh, moving, get it underway, and of course to uh, uh, provide uh, much needed warmth and comfort for people who can use it. Yes, sir, absolutely. So this is one of the biggest tasks that we've tried to undertake, and it's definitely a first under my tenure here. We have quite the struggle ahead of us because if we do not get enough volunteers to open the shelter, then it's going to, it's not going to happen. Right now we've only got a handful lined up and what we need is for volunteers to fill six hour time slots. We've separated it up and we need a male and a female for each of the six hour time slots throughout the day. So we're already looking at needing a minimum of four men and four women to cover each day that the shelter is going to be open. And, of course, you know, we would like to have backups just in case something happens or someone, you know, can't show up. Now, I've been asked numerous times, I've fielded quite a few calls this morning already, (laughs) about what would be involved in volunteering to help run the, uh, the shelter. So I've got a list here, and it's very short because it's not a really hard thing to do, and it's going to hit a couple of frequently asked questions that I've been asked already. So the biggest thing that we're going to need help with is filling out the guest intake paperwork because we want to make sure that we keep track of how many people are inside the church. If something should go wrong or there's an emergency, we want to make sure that we have accountability for the guests there and get them out. Right. So that's one of the most important things. And it's a very simple paper. It's about one, one and a half pages. We also want them, the volunteers to assist with handing out bottled water, and then we're working on getting boxed food donated from different businesses in the area. So it's not so much that we need food donated, it's that they're specifically getting individual boxed lunches. That way we can keep all of the health protocols in place, because as you know, this is the time of year when everyone is, is getting sick, and we want to minimize that as much as possible. Um, We want to ensure the guests remain within the designated areas of the building. There are other things that the church continues to offer during the day, and we want to make sure that those activities can still go on, even if we have guests within their walls. And then there will be some small tasks here and there. We might ask them to set up tables or chairs, you know, typical little things that you have if you have a gathering of people in the place. So what we're looking at is 7 a.m. on Thursday morning, running clear through noon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So those are our hours of operation. And again, they're separated into six-hour time increments. So um, what number do people need to call if they would like to volunteer? 
Well, they need to give me a call like they've been doing so far this morning, and that's the EMA office at 573-346-7108. Very good. So this is a pretty massive undertaking. Let me ask you, uh, uh, how did this all come about? Obviously, we know that the weather uh, is going to be a, a huge factor in all of this. And again, not so much the snow. We're looking probably somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, maybe three to five inches uh, of snow, which people can travel around in the snow and get around, but it's the cold because we've already heard that wind chills could uh, be in the uh, the realm of about 30 below zero if this wind kicks up like they're talking. 20 to 30 mile per hour wind gusts and gusts as high as 40 miles per hour uh, are possible with this system that's going to be moving through. <clears throat> so obviously you want to be able to provide some sort of a shelter for people who may not have adequate shelter themselves to uh, to, to to find some relief, to find some heat. My Lord, about the last thing you want to do is to find somebody outside that uh, has died from, you know, uh, exposure to the cold. I mean, good God. I mean, you, you just think about something like that, and you know right off the top of your head that, um, you know, that's probably about the worst thing possible. And if there's something that could have been done about it, and now that's essentially what is going on, that um, you and, of course, uh, Pr- uh, Pastor Brown over at uh, Community Christian Church and a number of other people. Uh, I know Ike was on KRMS yesterday talking about it, James Gohagen, Casey Cloak, uh, a number of uh, folks uh, in uh, local cities. Chamber. The chambers, uh, yes, everybody is trying to get on board and beat the bushes as much as we possibly can to make this thing all come together. So uh, any, any, any kind of story behind this did you sit down with somebody did somebody come to you how did this all come about well this has actually been underway and has been something that the ema has been working on since last winter when we saw the temperatures weren't quite as low last winter but last winter was really the kickoff of the work that we started doing putting together emergency action plans for the winter time and I've been reaching out to churches I've done a lot of visits to give them information on the differences between warming centers and warming shelters and the biggest partner that we've had so far that did start to put things in order is Community Christian Church they have been absolutely as cooperative as possible now this particular effort right here James Gohagen actually reached out to our office and said hey we're starting to get a a few people together to the table talking about what we can do for this incoming weather system because obviously it's much more drastic than anything we've ever dealt with Mm -hmm. Um, and he looped our office in and said we need a spearhead we need we need somebody who can do work as a point of contact for this and you're the you're the person. <laughs> so, Naturally, <laughs> uh, we got on board immediately and met with the Community Christian Church. Pastor Brown is absolutely amazing. I went through leadership Camden County some years ago, a couple of years ago, and he was one of the people who mentored. Uh, so I was very excited to be able to work with some of the people that were actually in my leadership Camden County class, uh, not only Casey Cloak, but Pastor Brown, and I've reached Jeff Hooker has been amazing. Anything we've asked them to do to increase uh, police 
presence around the area and make sure everybody's okay. Reached out to the fire department. Mid-County has been amazing. We got them looped in to let them know that there would be more people in the building. It's been a, it's been a lot of, of organizations and moving pieces that we've needed to loop into this. But that's what you're good at, and that's why you are in the position that you're in. <laughs> Because there needs to be a point of organization, and it has to be someone who can handle something like this. And from all the conversations that you and I have had here on Key Radio in the past, uh, you know, I, I, I think they've got the right person in the right place to uh, to organize things. And you mentioned uh, Jeff Hooker from the city of Camdenton, their city administrator, Camdenton PD. I, I would imagine Camden County's on board, uh, the sheriff's department, Mid County Fire Protection District. You know, all of these uh, various entities. Plus, you mentioned. And uh, the chamber and uh, Camden County Commission is uh, stepping up. I would imagine there's probably other people that work in the courthouse as well that are on board with this. And so now we need volunteers to step up, everyday people in the community. And I know, folks, it's it's Christmas time. I, I, I get that. And, and maybe some of you already have commitments as far as maybe Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But I can tell you right now, any help that you can give these folks, any help at all, whether it's uh, donating food, whether it's donating, uh, uh, you know, money, monetary donations, whatever. And, of course, if you can volunteer at the uh, uh, Community Christian Church in Camdenton, they would love the daylights out of that because that is what's necessary in order to make all of this come together. So uh, for everyone's efforts up to this particular point, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, Sam, all of the training and, and, and the concern that went into this as far back as last year, and, and I would imagine there have been times when this has been brought to the uh, the table before. But if you would like to, those of you out there listening, would like to volunteer and help out, you can call Sam Henley at uh, Camden County Emergency Management, 573-346-7108, and, and get on board and help out because the only way this is going to work is if we have people who are willing to give a little time, six hours, a six-hour shift, that's pretty much a drop in the bucket. You'd probably be sitting on your behind eating uh, or watching TV anyway. And so why not uh, Why not help out in the community and, 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 and see what it's like to really enjoy the spirit of Christmas? Because I think that's, that's one of the most important things, giving and helping and, and doing for others. And that's really uh, when we talk about the reason for the season. Well, I got looped in on this about noon yesterday, and um, I just want to – tip my hat to uh, Sam at EMA and and Commissioner Gohagen for getting this thing off the ground. And then uh, the community, once again, we just keep saying it over and over again, how fantastic this community is. You know, we've already had these churches step up. Uh, I know another church had talked that if they had to, they would uh, maybe get folks motel rooms to stay out of the cold uh, for a day or two if that's what they had to do. So, again, the community's coming together uh, to do what we need to do to help folks out. And I think that's one of the most fantastic things about Camden County, and uh, Sam has gotten this organized together, and I think it's fantastic. Put me down for six hours uh, Friday, Sam. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Ike. And, of course, I'll be there uh, during the day shift for all three and a half days. So you oh, wow. guys will see my smiling face. Keep the coffee coming. <laughs> well, and, and and put myself and my girlfriend Delta down for, uh, for Christmas Eve for at least one shift. We might even... Uh, uh, if depending on the number of volunteers, I'm happy to pull a double. Not a problem. Oh, excellent. Thank you, KB. I appreciate it. 
So, uh, and 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 we've got some running to do early in the day. So, uh, yeah, I hate to say sit here and 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 ask to Taylor make it, but uh, we're available in the afternoon on Saturday. And like I said, if you need uh, need some help, uh, you know, later in the night or uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, whatever you need. So, just hey, first volunteers get first pick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. That is absolutely right. <laughs> so, whatever all you right, need. I've got you down, KB. <laughs> very good, very good. And I'll right. contact you, and we'll, we'll get all the times and everything like that. But, folks, this is so easy. And you know, like I said, um, this is a good opportunity to show. Uh, your concern for your community and all of the people that live in it and everybody stepping up like they have. This is just, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on gifts for the holidays. (laughs) I'd much rather be doing something where I know that, uh, you know, people are are benefiting from uh, the help of the community. And this is one way, folks, to definitely do that. So I cannot stress enough that if you've got some free time, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I guess you're going through noon on Sunday. Is that uh, is that what I heard, Sam? That is correct. We had to come down to a when this was going to finish, so my recommendation was to Pastor Brown was, okay, on Christmas Day, when is your normal close of business? And he said that would be noon, and I said, okay, well, we have to have an end, end time, so that yeah. sounds like the perfect time. So Pastor Brown's been absolutely amazing. And, you know, philosophically, uh, this isn't we're, the government's facilitating and helping out a little bit. But philosophically, this is the people doing this for the community. And that's the way I think things should operate. Absolutely. Well, listen, 573-346-7108. And I believe you can probably get a hold of Pastor Brown over at uh, Community Christian Church. I know we were going to uh, have him on. I had asked him, I, I spoke with him yesterday and asked him to uh, uh, to, to be on in the 9 o'clock hour to reiterate what uh, what you're talking about now, just to let people understand and realize the need and the importance of what it is that's going on here. And so um, he had a meeting that he had to attend, but uh, I guess you could probably get a hold of him. But uh, the main point of contact uh, is this wonderful lady that we have on the phone with us here this morning, and that's Sean Henley at Camden County Emergency Management, 573-346-7108. Folks, let's step up. Let's get all these volunteer positions full. Uh, I know there are other churches. Church in Sunrise Beach, I believe, is uh, going to be helping out if need be. Yeah, Sam, could you uh, expound on that a little bit? Have they contacted you again, and um, have they set anything up, or are we still just looking at uh, Community Christian? Right now, we're still just looking at Community Christian, but we do encourage any of the churches that understand the absolute significance of this event that is getting ready to happen. It doesn't have to be a massive effort. If you're opening within the communities that you're in and just giving people a place to get out of the of the cold and the small, what I would consider a small amount of snow, um, that would be amazing. You don't have to coordinate a a giant effort like we're working on here. Just open your doors and let these people in out of the weather, even if it's just for Thursday night into Friday. This is such a drastic need. I cannot get this through enough. And then, uh, and, and then also, folks, let us know here on, uh, on, on, on Key Radio. You can give us a call 
Uh, we won't be here tomorrow, but we will be here on Friday, 573-633-5395, and or reach out to myself, kbsfree65 at gmail.com. I know you can get a hold of Bill Munhausen as well, uh, or any of these uh, local officials. Uh, if you talk to them, and then they will get the word to the media, and we will definitely get it out there. So, you got some uh, got some big doings coming up, Sam. And I, I, I as I said earlier, I think uh, as far as things go, uh, we've got it. We've got it in the right person's hands as far as coordinating and communicating and doing everything that's necessary. And so, uh, good luck to you. Thank you uh, for what you're doing. The emergency management. That's why we have emergency management in the area for this. One of the many reasons, but this one certainly being a big one when we've got winter weather moving in. So 573-346-7108. Let's volunteer. Let's do what we can do as a community. And uh, let's definitely make this uh, you know, part of the reason for the season. Isn't yeah, it? and thank you so much, Sam, for your uh, coordination on this and your, uh, and your efforts and your hard work. We, uh, the community appreciates it, I assure you. Thank you very much, guys. And KB, I can't thank you enough for having us on because getting the information out there through our partners in the media is so important because we don't have a voice without you guys. Oh shucks! It's it's just a it's just a just a drop of the bucket on our end. We're happy to be uh, a point of of conveyance for this information, and certainly uh, what you're doing certainly means a lot to a lot of people. And uh, uh, make sure that we get the word out to these folks. And if you you know if you see somebody out walking the streets, my gosh, go up and ask them. Do you have a place to hunker down uh, when the when the serious weather comes through? If you know of somebody who doesn't have an adequate source of of heat in their home you know maybe uh it was a toss-up between uh, paying the electric bill and getting propane and we know how expensive propane can be right now so uh for all intents and purposes beat the bushes talk to people in your neighborhood make sure they're uh uh, they're taken care of and if not you can send them over to the uh, uh, community christian church in camdenton uh, thursday friday saturday and the program wraps up on sunday at noon Sam Henley, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady, and uh, I'll be in contact with you a little bit later on today. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. So, I don't know about you, but uh, I think uh, I think we'll be surprised at what happens, and I think uh, we'll more than likely be amazed because there are so many, as you mentioned, Ike, so many people in this community that when there is a need such as this, they uh, they step up and uh, and do what uh, they can do. You know, I think one of the interesting things about something like this as well is, hey, this is a good time <clears throat> to maybe uh, do a little challenging. You know, let's say uh, realtors out there uh, challenge each other to raise money and see what you can do uh, to maybe uh, put forth uh, some financial effort and or. You know, uh, you know, realtors uh, in, 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 in some of the major industries we have down here, uh, folks in the boating industry, and, and there's so many people out there that I know that have such big hearts and are such wonderful people and would love to step up and do whatever they can to help out the community because uh, there are obviously folks in this area that are less fortunate and may not have an opportunity to stay warm in my goodness it just uh, it, it breaks my heart to know that somebody doesn't have what they need especially something as as easy as as a, as a place to go to stay warm sure yeah and uh, um, think of the uh, com- you know I mean communication church helping out you know uh, and others and and um, 
you know, maybe maybe help them out a little bit if you can throw them a buck or two for sure. for helping keep the lights on and and whatever you know. Let's and, uh, uh, let's, so, let's pass the proverbial collection yeah, plate at your sure, business. Yeah, and, right there you go. And right, and, right, uh, right. and step up because this is going to cost some money. I mean, sure uh, the point is uh, that they want to be able to feed folks as well as give them shelter, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to take uh, that's going to take some money as well as time and effort. Eight thirty one is our time. We'll step aside for our uh, bottom of the hour. Update with uh, some local information. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with the Check of Sports and Lake TV. And thank you. Uh, we've got to Professor Jim Paisley coming in in uh, the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about Christmas and uh, the history of gift giving. Woo. And we're back with more with the newly sworn in, ready for action, uh, stands up straight and <laughs> walking tall. Uh, presiding Commissioner of Camden County, Ike Skelton, and your phone calls are welcome. 573-633-5395. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 21st. Fun and festive themes abound at the annual light display in Osage Beach City Park. The light displays a 5 to 10 minute drive through. It's great for listening to Christmas music and getting in the holiday spirit. Good turnout and decent weather added to the festivities at the 38th annual Lake of the Ozarks Christmas Parade. First place winners for best float include the Shriners Club, Cub Scouts Pack Number 21, and Rowdy Garage Designs. Missouri Conservation reports that hunters harvested one bull elk during the archery portion of the 2022 elk hunting season and two bull elk during the firearms portion. The three Missouri hunters were each selected for one of five elk permits issued in 2022 through a random drawing of over 9,000 applicants. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Wednesday. College football, another day closer to the Gasparilla Bowl for the Mizzou Tigers, 6-6. Six and six. Remember, they won that final game of the regular season over Arkansas to get bowl eligible. The payoff comes Friday as they take on 7-5 and five Wake Forest. That is a 5.30 tip-off time on Friday. Tomorrow, college hoops, 10-1 and one Mizzou with a 
big challenge as they take on Illinois. The Illini ranked in the top 20 this year, so that ought to be a pretty good matchup. The Chiefs, well, they've got a little work to do this holiday weekend. They're 11-3. and They've wrapped up the AFC West. That means they've punched their tickets to the playoffs. Still have a few games to play. They'll be at home Saturday to take on Seattle. Their uh, final three games, it'll be Seattle at home, the Broncos at home, and then they'll finish off the season on the road against the Raiders. Eagles still the best team in the NFL at 13-1. and The Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings are 11-3. and Cowboys and Niners, 10-4. and uh, The uh, Chiefs have wrapped up that playoff spot. Still sitting number two seed, though, in the, uh, in the AFC behind Buffalo. Remember, the Bills beat them to win the tiebreaker. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness, including Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris every day, 802, 102, and 802. Check it out. They talk about what's going on at the lake, lake news, lake sports, lake events. Check it out. Cup of Coffee, Will and Chris on Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire, and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Start 2023 outright. Learn evidence-based health and wellness, conflict resolution, tools, and accomplish peace. Learn growth mindsets. Learn to take action and be accountable. Learn to grow from life's challenges. You'll hear six speakers, three virtual and three in person. You'll receive a Scrum Master ebook and Compass Purpose 2.0 book, a gift certificate for complimentary coaching, peace fire and two fire training, be beverages and finger foods, all for $49. On January 19th, from 1 to 4.30 at Encompass Purpose in Max Creek. To reserve your spot, please call 573-286-5625 or email at encompasspurpose at gmail.com. This is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. My favorite example of geologic age is Niagara Falls. The falls has eroded a seven-mile gorge from its original location. Way back in 1830, Charles Lyell used the length of the gorge as proof that Niagara Falls has been cutting its channel for over 35,000 years based on one foot a year times 5,280 feet per mile times seven miles. Lyell claimed the Bible must therefore be grossly wrong. Then modern geologists studied Niagara to determine the feasibility of a hydroelectric plant. The real rate of erosion seemed to be five feet per year. They were so sure of this, they took action to slow the erosion and install flumes to pick up waters far upstream. They took these actions so their power plant wouldn't be washed away. The significance for the age of the Earth is that rates of erosion determined by modern science prove Lyell wrong. The age of Niagara Falls is in line with what the Bible says. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. 
Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. We're happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. Right back here at 839, and something I wanted to do earlier, and that is talk a little bit about the weather picture so you understand what's going on. Again, this uh, community-wide event that is uh, taking place uh, at the Community Christian Church, the, uh, the, the basis of this event is to uh, offer shelter for those people who uh, are not necessarily going to have to deal with the snow as much as uh, the cold temperatures that are coming in. And so uh, the winter storm warning uh, goes into effect tomorrow morning at 6 and runs through Friday uh, at midnight. And I would say, uh, again, make preparations uh, accordingly, especially if you're traveling, folks. If you have any traveling to do, uh, some things to keep in the in the uh, vehicle with you. If you run into snow, maybe a shovel, maybe some cat litter, uh, you know, everything you need, fluids, uh, in case you find yourself, that oil light comes on when you're driving. Make sure your tires are in good shape. Make sure you have blankets, water, uh, maybe some Gatorade. Uh, they do make sugar-free Gatorade because I drink it quite a bit. And uh, things like, uh, you know, protein bars, anything you know you're going to need, maybe those uh, hot hands that you can put in gloves and shoes and things like that if you find yourself in a situation. But don't just jump in the vehicle, uh, put the gifts in there and take off. Take a good inventory of what you have in the vehicle and make sure you have everything you need. If you're going to be traveling uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a lot of folks are going to be out on the road. And you never know what can happen. So uh, this uh, winter storm warning, uh, in effect, from 6 a.m. Thursday to midnight uh, uh, Thursday night, it says wind chill uh, warning remains in effect from noon Thursday to noon Saturday. Uh, winter storm warning, light to moderate snow expected with low visibility, total snow accumulations between 1 to 3 inches, localized amounts of, of around 4 inches, winds gusting as high as 45 miles per hour. <laughs> For the wind chill warning, dangerously cold, wind chills expected, wind chills as low as 30 below zero. And uh, even if you don't think it's going to happen, and it may not happen, it still makes sense to be prepared for it. And if you're going to be in your home, I tell you what, folks, uh, this kind of weather uh, can bring a power outage in uh, no time whatsoever. So be prepared, even if you're not planning on traveling and have some things you might need to uh, stay warm. And if you if you traditionally light your home when the power is out with candles, please be careful with those darn things so you don't start a fire because that's Absolutely. about the last thing you want. Right. Uh, again, we'll have the snow, we'll have the cold. And essentially, it's uh, going to be something that I think a lot of folks have prepared for. I haven't been anywhere near a store in about five, six days. Uh, we already have that taken care of. And, and that might, again, be something in the event that you've got your freezer stock. That's great. But if you have a power outage, it's probably a good idea to have some things that uh, you don't necessarily need to refrigerate and or use power in order to prepare. That might be uh, electric, whatever the situation. 40 the high today, 20 the low tonight. Some clouds uh, throughout, partly cloudy. 
Uh, sky giving way to a cloudy sky, a mixture of rain and snow. It's going to be slick, folks. It really is. 24, the expected high tomorrow with snow. Uh, one to three, possibly four, maybe five inches before it's all said and done. Varying amounts, obviously, throughout the lake area. Uh, a low tomorrow night of three below. And that's not the wind chill, folks. That is the predicted low. Nine for the high on Friday with a low of one above. 18 on Saturday with an overnight low of eight above. And for Christmas Day, looking for a partly cloudy sky, a high of 28 and a low of 20 degrees. So Ike Skelton is with us. Professor Jim Paisley will join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Now let's uh, let's let's get a few takeaways from yesterday. I mean, yesterday was a big day for you, and you obviously got sworn in. So as you had said, if uh, you needed to jump in and uh, you're ready to go because you're officially sworn in, uh, but that's not likely to happen until after, what, January 1st? Or, yes. Uh, December 31st, what have you. Um, so what is kind of the preliminary agenda uh, that you have set up? Going in, obviously, we've talked about a number of things. Uh, but you yourself probably have a good idea of what direction you want to go when, when you uh, hit the ground running. Yeah, we have to relook at all the contracts. And I think that uh, a lot of times we just um, you know think it's mundane. And sure, yeah, we'll just sign that and move on to the next thing. When in reality, we ought to take a little bit closer look at it and uh, see if there aren't some places we can maybe uh, you know save a buck or two. And maybe even uh, uh, you know if we've had some vendors doing a particular service, maybe we need to look at uh, a little bit of competition among vendors and see if there isn't uh, uh, some way that we can do something better. And, and, you know, when it comes down to those sorts of things, there's nothing personal. It's all about, it's about the job, you know. And, uh, and saving uh, the county it, money. It is. That, yeah. that, is uh, that is, I think, one of our utmost responsibilities is the fiduciary responsibility to uh, spend every tax dollar as wisely as we possibly can and save every tax dollar that we possibly can. So, uh, um, I just think that's a big part of, of what we're supposed to do. So uh, that'll be something we're going to be looking at for sure. And as I mentioned before, uh, we we need to redo the master plan. And and there'll be and I've already had a lot of different folks say that they would help out with with the master plan and the uniform land use code. So. Uh, um, that's just fantastic that, that people are willing to come on board. They're already, again, here's our community, right? It's just, we're just flush with people ready to help. And, uh, I think it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I think a lot of areas suffer because they don't have, uh, the help and the, uh, human intelligence base that we have here in Camden County. So, um, I appreciate those folks coming forward. We're looking for an HR director. We have, uh, uh, we will not have an HR director at the end of the month. So we're looking for that. Um, uh, let's see what else is going on right away. Um, we've still got some legal issues out there that we'll have to explore and, um, you know, a few other things, um, as, as we get going on, I'm going to start off a little slow just to find out where directions are going and, and, uh, what we need to jump into. And, and a lot of, I'm finding out what's the day-to-day job is putting out little fires. You know, you get a little problem over here, a little problem over there, and we got to make a phone call or two or, or square that away or, or get a new direction in something. So, And we're going to talk to Verity at 1 o'clock today. We've got a, uh, a full agenda this morning, um, a couple of insurance issues, and um, a contract for doing some flooring and uh, a couple other little things, and then Verity at 1. Two things. Uh, text I just received implements a uh, new policy on day one. Nobody signs a contract until in-house <laughs> counsel has reviewed it. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's probably uh, something that you've considered. Among other things, yes. And, and, yeah. and, and point number two, 
did Verge uh, say why they didn't show up last Tuesday? I haven't got all those details yet, so okay. we'll find out. Uh, oh, we're going to have a really good meeting today, I think, with uh, the garrison at Fort Leonard Wood. So many years ago, there was an agreement between the county and Fort Leonard Wood to maintain McCubbins Road, uh, at least out to the Lake Ozark Rec area. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was really never much ever done with that, I guess. Uh, uh, Commissioner Williams has been working on this. Um, come to find out that agreement was really null and void because the general didn't have the authority at that time to sign it. Uh, military, blah, blah. And uh, But... Um, Commissioner Williams has, has reached out to the fort, and those folks have responded very, very uh, favorably to us and uh, to our desires to do something. So today, um, they are going to be in in this meeting, and we're going to discuss a contract um, for a uh, at least a 50-50 share on repair of McCubbins Road and and uh, any kind of work that needs to be done out there, maintenance. So that's going to be a good thing. Bringing them on as a partner, I think, is going to be fantastic, at least for that one road. You know, that'll help the, the one road out there. So. Um, so, yeah, a couple of different things going on. That's where the engineers are located, yes. down there in Fort Leonard. Yes. That's where my father went to uh, train as an engineer before he went off to Korea. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that'd be uh, maybe a nice place to uh, practice. And that, See, that's what I want to ask them, if maybe they wouldn't, uh, they could even do an FTX, a, a field training exercise, uh-huh. and bring the officers from the officers' corps down there, for the engineer officers' corps, uh, that, are, that are learning civil engineering and all of this stuff, and yeah, have them redesign McCubbin's Road, maybe, or or widen it a little bit, or, you know, help fix the 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 culverts or something else, whatever, you know, I don't know how far we're going to go with this, but I think it's going to be a great opportunity for the county to partner with um, the fort and do something neat for it. You know, I mean, for at least McCubbin's Road. Well, you know, we, we always see the military vehicles. I, I haven't seen a caravan. Maybe I've just missed it. But, you know, those caravans of military vehicles that come through the area. Yeah, convoys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A convoy caravan. And uh, and we've seen those, uh, I guess, for years. And, and, and basically that's training, getting these uh, uh, young men and women out on the road, learning how to, you know, travel in a convoy and what you have to do and who's in charge and where you need to be and all those other things. And it's pretty impressive to watch that. And if there is an opportunity for them to uh, maybe come in and, and help out a little bit, and it would be good training for them. It makes all the sense in the world. I think so. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's cost savings for the county if we're going to uh, uh, do that kind of stuff, you know, and, and, and work on those roads. And, and whatever we can save on that road, we'll be able to use on other roads. So, right. Right. Um, you know, it's going to be a, it's just going to be a good thing for the county. Certainly is. Um, have you heard the uh, the phrase at all, well, that's the way we've always done it? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that so much. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> that's the way we've always done yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way we've always done it, and that's probably been the wrong way for that long, too. Right. So we're finding a lot of little... Um, a lot of little procedural things that uh, we, we shake our head and wonder, well, why are we doing it this way? And that's the answer. That's the way we've always done it. And, um, you know, change, I think, for uh, just about everybody, change can be difficult. You know, we tend to get in a rut or or we like the, a particular person we're working with or, or a particular policy that we have to deal with or procedures or whatever. We get used to it. We kind of get set in our ways. And it works good because it makes our life easier because we know how it works. And then when somebody wants to come along and change that, um, there can be a, quite a bit of resistance to that. Um, but if you've been doing it the wrong way for 
for such a long time, it's probably time to change it and do it the right way. So yeah. um, there'll be some change coming to Camden County. It's not going to be super dramatic and drastic. I think it's going to help out the uh, uh, the employees of the county as well as um, the citizens that need to get work done from the county. So Sean brings up a good point, and we've talked about this with you, and you're a big supporter of this, making sure you get the cameras yep. in the meetings. Yep, yep. I've asked Sean, and he's going to uh, uh, graciously set us up a YouTube account, I think, for the commission, and uh, we'll be able to essentially you know, turn on a cell phone if we have to. If nobody else is there, um, I could log on with my cell phone, put it on a tripod, and boom, we have an open, uh, very open and, and uh, honest meeting. Now, this is if you're still outside of the actual... Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. Once we get back in the in the courthouse, uh, all of that's going to be set up uh, for audio and 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 live video, and uh, yeah, that'll be all very standard. But you know. As I've said, I don't want to just, if I can, uh, make sure that there's another thing. There's a lot of things I'd like to do uh, that I'm finding out maybe I can't legally do because of some statute, but and that's okay too. Uh, but some things I want to do, I want to, I would like to um, go to you know a Climax Springs or Richland or or Max Creek or something and have a meeting there, uh, a commissioner meeting. If if there's something that specifically deals with their area, why have them come to Camden? You know, the, the, the into the into the county seat into Camdenton to do it. Why can't we go out to them? I want to find out and make sure there aren't any restrictions. So if we do things like that, then I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to put a put a camera up there, you know, and and still run a live uh, live video feed so folks can watch and see what's happening. And uh, it's just another, um, like I said, I pledged openness and transparency, and that's one of the ways we're going to accomplish that. And I appreciate uh, Sean for stepping up and uh, being willing to help us out with that. Yes, and people like the idea of the uh, the town hall kind of approach to what it is you're talking about here. How about the entrance to Seven Springs Winery Road off of Y Road? Water has been sitting there for years. Um, is is the, I, and is well because it's on Y Road. Is it on the Y? Is that on the roadway or is that off the off the roadway? It's actually on the roadway. How about the entrance? <clears throat> to Seven well, let's Springs take a look Winery at that road. Off of Y Road, water has been sitting there. So that's, I guess, just right off of uh, <clears throat> the road as you as you head down Y Road to mm-hmm. go to Seven Springs. I guess the turnoff there, right, right. off of Y Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can look at the turnoff uh, Y Road being a state road. You know, they'll have to coordinate with them to do some things. But um, yeah, we can take a look at that. Sure. Russell, thank you for the uh, the comment this morning, and thanks for the heads up on that. Uh, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people talking to you about a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, are you going to have an administrative assistant, possibly? Uh, we have one. We're looking. We are supposed to have two. We're going to hire another. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the commission, um, uh, we've got some feelers out for that now. And um, so yeah, we, we've got some help there. And and you know, please bear with me. There's a lot of a lot of the uh, the county I don't know. You know, if you tell me such and such road and such, I. I, I've probably been on them with, you know, being a locksmith, but uh, I have fallen into the GPS trap. So if I put it in <laughs> GPS and it tells me how to get there, all I need to know is a vague idea of where I'm going and I'll find you. So knowing some of the roads and whatnot, I've I have not allowed myself to memorize that. So. Now, delegating, I think, is going to be very important as part of uh, what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're going to uh, get uh, hit with a lot of different things from a lot of different people. And even when you're out enjoying a little leisure time or a little personal time with your family, you know, somebody's going to come up to you and 
and and and, and delegating. Uh, have you have you figured out uh, that process uh, as far as how you want to do things, or is that uh, you're going to be learn? It's going to be an on the job <laughs> training type situation. Yeah, probably a little of that. I mean, I I already know obviously the folks that uh, work for the commission and their capabilities. You and can't do it all. So, like, no, I, you I know can't you do, want it to all, do it all. So no, you have to delegate. They well, I mean, uh, um, so far as uh, asking uh, Sam, you know, to be in charge of this uh, thing we've got going on right now, and uh, she's running with that and doing a fantastic job. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got no problem with delegating. I've, I've learned how to do that. Um, so we'll be able to, we'll be able to get things going. And there's some things that, um, that are maybe not happening in the commission right now that need to be happening in the commission so that there's a better flow. One thing I really want to look at is our, our, um, bidding process, because it seems oftentimes we'll have just one bid come across the transom, you know, and our, or, uh, you know, one, uh, maybe one application for a job or something like this. And that really kind of, um, I have my, a tough time wrapping my head around how we only have one application or one bid or things, you know. So um, I want to look at that process a little bit and try to get a few more people involved in the bidding process. And again, it's for uh, competition. It's for uh, trying to get the best uh, bang for the buck for ca- the taxpayers of Camden County. So uh, this is one of the areas that I really want to look at and try to improve. Um, Chris says, welcome aboard, Ike. Thank you for being a blessing to the community. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm the blessed one, so thank you. Yeah. I had a chance to talk to a couple of folks uh, yesterday that wanted me to pass along well wishes to you uh, that couldn't be there. Thank you, sir. Uh, Delta um, and and, uh, and Fozzie Simon also. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We had a good time, you know, uh, yesterday. It was fantastic to see everybody that showed up. And, again, the support I've gotten from, from the very beginning of all of this. You know, right into uh, August, probably about mid-August when we were knocking on doors, um, you know, um, most people... Um, oh yeah, we're well, glad to see you. Finally meet you. Knew who, knew who you heard about you. We're going to vote for you. Have a good day. And that was most of the doors we knocked on. But about two weeks out, it seemed like every door I knocked on, we they were already, we already had their support. So it was just it's just been a phenomenal ride. And I am ready to. Uh, uh, I'm anxious. I'm ready to get going with this and, and start doing some things. Well, you got big uh, big shoes to fill, so to speak, in the sense that. Um, it's a big job. I mean, that's what I mean. It, 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 yeah, it, it's really, you know, uh, and, and, and those of you who talked me into doing this to begin with, I, I, I got something for you a little later on. It's okay. <laughs> they told me, don't worry about it, Ike. It's just a part-time job, man. You don't even have to show up but a couple of days a week, and, and it'll be easy. You can still run your business and all this stuff. Okay, sure, I'll do that. I can do that. Well, no, it, it is a full-time job, um, five days a week at least, and um, I intend on being there and doing that job. We wish you a long and happy tenure, and we have to uh, say that uh, much like uh, presidents, when they go into the White House, we see this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah, person, sure, sure. and when they're walking out to get on Marine One to uh, fly to, air, to the airport to get on Air Force One and head home... Uh, they look a lot different. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's just do this. Today is uh, 12-21-2022. Okay. When you decide Good picture here. you, you want to wrap it up or, <laughs> or, you know, whatever happens, we'll sit down and, and we'll talk about it in, in, in the, uh, you know, as we look back. Sure. And uh, it, it's going to be a great ride for you. So thank you so much. And um, 
As always, we appreciate you being uh, available as you are. Whether or not that continues to happen, obviously, I understand that. Uh, we have to see what day works best. I think we can keep doing this, and if for no other reason, you know, it might be um, a lot more focused on, on what we talk about, you know, and it might be just, just a good way to get information out to the people. So um, I think we can still do this. We're going to find out what day is going to wind up working the very best. You yeah, know? well, I think that's going to be the truth. Believe it or not, I actually thought about this mm-hmm. before I started bringing you on because I thought, well, Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, he's probably going to be a little busy. Yeah. Wednesday, smack dab in the middle of the week, maybe we can pull this off. Might work so, very well. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going to be going on, with all the things that you're going to be doing, I know everybody's going to be pulling you in different directions, but uh, thank you for stepping up. Thank you for making the commitment and uh, everything that you've done so far. And I will tell you this much, folks, he is definitely going to hit the ground running because he's spent a lot of time, a lot of time getting to know the inner workings of, of, of county government. I'm sure you've got a lot more to learn. Oh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. certainly as, uh, as we move along, uh, this is going to be a, a great experience, and I know Ike is going to do everything in his power to, uh, and, and I don't want to say power, maybe uh, within his uh, authority, authority uh, what have you, yeah, uh, right. to make it all come together and for, uh, for this county to be the best possible county it can be. And, uh, and thank you, sir. Thank you. Not thank you. only to you, but to uh, your wife and your family, because uh, they're going to be going for the ride as well. Yeah, and uh, Christine has been with me, and she's been really supportive of what's going on. And um, Charlie thinks it's a fantastic thing so far, so it's all good. Yeah. It'll be good. Go to school. My dad's county commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one of the other kids is kind of already... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> the eight-year-old, he's, are you famous? I said, well, I don't know if all about all that, being famous right yeah. now. Well, I found you on Google, so you got to be famous. I said, well, I don't know about that. Like a lot but, of things, uh, you start out famous, and sometimes you end up infamous. Yes, yes, that's right, that's right. But uh, the good Lord has blessed us with a uh, a great person to have, as well as the other commissioners and the folks that work in Camden County government, because it is not an easy job by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. A lot of good people. Thank you, my friend, and Merry Christmas Thank to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. It is straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Guess what we're going to do? Take an information break. Ike will uh, saunter on out of the studio, and in comes the true history professor himself, Professor Jim Paisley. We're going to talk about the history of gift giving as part of this Wednesday morning extravaganza. And again, if you'd like to help out with a community project to uh, help people in need find shelter during the cold, cold, cold days that we have coming up, it'll be over there at the Community Christian Church Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It will end on on uh, Sunday at noon, and they are looking for volunteers to man uh, the church uh, six-hour shifts. Call Sam Henley at Camden County EMA, 573-346-7108. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cup for Wednesday, December 21st. Fun and festive themes abound at the annual light display in Osage Beach City Park. The light display is a 5 to 10 minute drive through. It's great for listening to Christmas music and getting in the holiday spirit. Good turnout and decent weather added to the festivities at the 38th Annual Lake of the Ozarks Christmas Parade. First place winners for best float include the Shriners Club, Cub Scouts, Pack number 21 and Rowdy Garage Designs. 
Missouri Conservation reports that hunters harvested one bull elk during the archery portion of the 2022 elk hunting season and two bull elk during the firearms portion. The three Missouri hunters were each selected for one of five elk permits issued in 2022 through a random drawing of over 9,000 applicants. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. It's Eldon versus School of the Osage in basketball. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce, along with the School of the Osage, are proud to partner together once again to host a Winter School of the Osage Community Night on Thursday, February 16, 2023. There will be back-to-back games all at the high school, Varsity Girls at 6 p.m. and Varsity Boys at 7.30 p.m. As part of the event, Lake Area Chamber members are invited to set up a tabletop booth to welcome the community and promote your business at the same time. Contact the Lake Area Chamber today to register your business. Phone 573-964-1008 or email info at lakeareachamber.com. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Wednesday. College football, another day closer to the Gasparilla Bowl for the Mizzou Tigers, 6-6. Six and six. Remember, they won that final game of the regular season over Arkansas to get bowl eligible. The payoff comes Friday as they take on 7-5 and five Wake Forest. That is a 5.30 tip-off time on Friday. Tomorrow, college hoops, 10-1 and one Mizzou with a big challenge as they take on Illinois. The Illini ranked in the top 20 this year, so that ought to be a pretty good matchup. The Chiefs, well, they've got a little work to do this holiday weekend. They're 11-3. and three. They've wrapped up the AFC West. That means they've punched their tickets uh, to the playoffs. Still have a few games to play. They'll be at home Saturday to take on Seattle. Their uh, final three games, it'll be Seattle at home, the Broncos at home, and then they'll finish off the season on the road against the Raiders. Eagles still the best team in the NFL at 13-1. and The Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings are 11-3. and Cowboys and Niners, 10-4. and uh, The uh, Chiefs have wrapped up that playoff spot. Still sitting number two seed, though, in the, uh, in the AFC behind Buffalo. Remember, the Bills beat them to win the tiebreaker. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness, including Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris every day, 802, 102, and 802. Check it out. They talk about what's going on at the lake, lake news, lake sports, lake events. Check it out. Cup of Coffee, Will and Chris on Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire, and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. If you're a member or a prospective member of the Camdenton Chamber of Commerce, you need to check out the Leeds Group. That's L-E-A-D-S. It's business professionals meeting on a regular basis for an hour to share experience and referrals. It's a great way for new business owners to network with people in the know over morning coffee. Contact the Camdenton Chamber Office for information at 573-346-2227. 
Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. You can help victims of violence while earning a 70% tax credit for donations of $100 or more. Citizens Against Domestic Violence provides safe shelter and advocacy for victims of domestic violence. Start by making a donation to CADV and they'll send you a no-obligation application describing the tax credit opportunity. Your giving is for an important cause serving survivors of domestic violence with shelter legal advocacy, support groups, and more. Contact CADV at P.O. Box 245 Camdenton or email info at CADV-VOC.org or call 888-809-7233. You can make a difference. like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Welcome back. It is 910. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, I think most of us have been focusing on, uh, well, a couple of different things. Of course, Christmas coming up, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but uh, the big focus right now is on the weather. 
and just exactly what old Mother Nature has for us uh, as far as uh, ice and snow and cold temperatures. And, oh, by the way, today is December 21st, the winter solstice where you uh, – there's good news, folks. The nights get shorter and the days get longer. So it's Dang. all coming. All you have to do is just uh, be a little patient. National Short Girl Appreciation Day is today as well. So if you happen to uh, have a, uh, a short girl in your life, give her a big hug. I know a lot of those. Give her a step stool <laughs> and, 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 and let, her, uh, let her see what it's like to tower over you because <laughs> i tell you what, you'd be surprised. Uh, today is a Blue Christmas Day. Blue Christmas services are held to uh, reassure uh, that there is a hope and a hope of resurrection. And so there you go with that and just uh, a lot of different things going on. Today is also Humbug Day, by the way. Let out the stress before Christmas and say, bah, humbug. I'll guarantee you my wife just now perked up and said, well, there it is. There it is. And, Karen, thank you so much for the uh, no-calorie cookies. (laughs) Whether they have calories in them or not doesn't make any difference to me. I certainly appreciate uh, uh, the sentiment. Thank you so much. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir, and your wonderful family. And you. We were were getting the wrestling update from uh, from Mr. Paisley. All the grandkids, all of the grandkids are wrestling. Uh, Addison, Andrew, and Alec. And uh, they're all doing incredible. They're doing great, doing great. Yeah, but uh, I tell you what, I feel worse than they do after these wrestling matches. Those benches for us old people. I mean, I feel like I've been wrestled. You know, by the time we get out of there. And you guys are doing quite a bit of traveling to make oh, sure yeah. you get to everybody's uh, wrestling meets. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, the wonder of, uh, of of kids' sports. Yes, There's... but the nice thing about being a grandparent is you can get up and leave whenever you want. So. <laughs> And they don't look at you like, hey. Yeah, right. So there's football, there's yeah. cheerleading, there's wrestling. What else are we missing? Uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, soccer. Soccer. Oh, yeah. It just goes. Tennis, anyone? It just goes. No, no tennis. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Tennis would be easier, you know, to watch. But uh, those of you out there that have kids wrestling, you know, there's probably nothing more tedious than a wrestling match. You know, when you go in and they tell you there's. 97 teams <laughs> and you, your kid wrestles first and you got to wait until the end for the last one it's uh man i i'll stick with football where they got a clock on a wall <laughs> <laughs> terry i'm glad you got that extra hug for your stature today it's good to hear that, and thank you for listening, and, and thank you to everyone for joining us. If you are on the SRG Financial Advisors uh, Key Radio in-studio live camera and the making comments along the way, if you're listening to us on 89.3, uh, keyradio.live, and you can wave. I've, I've got the camera locked down, so you can do everything you well, possibly want to do. Well, that's good, because our uh, St. Louis fan club, led by my 99-year-old mother, is watching right now. So, hi, Mom. Hi. Well, hi there, Mom. It's good to see you. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, great to know that she's uh, involved in the cause as well. Uh, I want to thank all of you, uh, again, keyradio.live and our free apps for Androids and iPhones. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, just real quick, I'll uh, touch on it. 40 the high today, a low tonight of 20. That's when we'll start to th- see things uh, kind of ramp up a little bit, a mixture of rain and snow developing overnight. Uh, the, the main thing is the cold and the wind because we're only supposed to get up to 24 for the high tomorrow and a low tomorrow night with that snow somewhere in the neighborhood, hopefully of uh, about 3 to 5 inches hopefully less 
uh, low of three below tomorrow night, nine the high on Friday, a low of one above on Friday night, 18 the high on Christmas Eve with a low of eight above. And then for Christmas Day, partly cloudy, a high 28 and a low of 20. So we've set the stage weather-wise, and we know that the event uh, uh, community-wide is going on. If you'd like to help out, Sam Henley with uh, Camden County Emergency Management was on with us last hour. They're providing uh, shelter for people to get out of the cold uh, at the Community Christian Church. And uh, if other churches are going to be opening their doors as well, please let us know. Contact us here at Key Radio, 573-633-5395. Reach out to me, uh, or you can reach out to Bill Munhausen. My email, kbsfree65 at gmail.com. If you'd like to volunteer for the event, they're looking for volunteers to man uh, the church. Six-hour shifts from uh, tomorrow through noon on uh, Sunday, 573-346-7108. Folks, if I can say real quick, one of the important things here, and and what a great cause that is to help those people, uh, this is a dangerous storm. You know, especially in our emergency management people, thank them for for helping us with all this. But one of the important things here to think about, and I know this has been a problem for us Lakers down here, is your docks. Leave it alone, folks. Just leave it alone. Uh, When the wind picks up and you get all that snow on it, I know a lot of people want to go down there and adjust things. They want to go down there and try and get the snow off the roof. For God's sakes, it's just a dock, folks. Let it go. Um, right now, you fall in that water, you're not going to last two minutes. And so just let it go. Good point. Great point. Yeah. Uh, there are people out there that uh, could probably help you out, but as uh, the professor alluded to, man, it's just not worth risking your neck. Uh, and we are getting ready for the winter drawdown, the annual winter drawdown. And so then... I guess, you know, some folks might have to loosen cables here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you have questions, if you've just moved into a home and you've never owned a dock, uh, call your dock company and and ask them for their advice and what they would would have you do here. But Mm -hmm. anyway, we are in the process of getting ready for the holiday season, and that means gift giving. And so you've come up with a great, great program yet again. Always spot on is a good professor, our true history professor, and uh, it's the history of gift giving. Yeah, absolutely. And boy, you talk about some fun stories here. You know, we all are out there right now, you know, shopping last minute and grabbing what we can. And, you know, we got one more gift here and we got to do this and all the travel plans. But, you know, did you ever stop to ask yourself, where did this whole thing about giving gifts come up? Where did this begin? Mm -hmm. How did this happen? Right? Because now it's like, what do you mean you didn't get a gift for such and such? You know, I mean, and then everybody spends a fortune. In fact, this year they're estimating that people here in the U.S. are going to spend $960 billion on gifts. Yeah, buddy. $960 billion. So this is a big deal, right? Now, I thought it might be interesting to find out how how in the world did we get started with all of this. Now, I went back and started looking at, at just the tradition of Christmas, and it really it, it's fascinating. You know, you and I talked, uh, you know, about Thanksgiving, and you know, Sarah Josepha Hale and mm-hmm. the founding of Thanksgiving, and how she pushed to make it a national holiday. Well, Christmas 
was never an official American national holiday until 1870, until after the Civil War. And there, uh, what happened is there was a member of the House of Representatives from Illinois, a fellow by the name of Burton Cook, who introduced to make uh, to introduced a bill to make Christmas a national holiday, and it was passed by both the House and the Senate in June of 1870 by none other than Ulysses S. Grant. There you go. Okay, so Ulysses S. Grant is the one that made it an official holiday. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. We're going to have all kinds of interesting little trivia things for you here. Before the Civil War, the North and the South, as we all know, were very divided on the issue of, of, of slavery and states' rights, but most people don't realize they were divided on the issue of Christmas. All right? Many in the North saw sin in the celebration of Christmas, those Northerners. They said, oh, it's sinful, you know, to you know, be buying all these gifts and all this partying and everything else. And so they turned around and they didn't celebrate it. But in the South, Christmas was an important part of the social season. So, not surprisingly, the first three states to celebrate Christmas were southern states. That's right. Alabama in 1836, Louisiana, and then finally Arkansas, both in 1838. So Louisiana, Alabama, and Arkansas are the ones that kind of got this Christmas tradition thing going here, southern states. You know, and, and it's so funny because all of your, your Hallmark movies you watch and everything, they all seem to take place in the north, but not in the south. But sure enough, there's where your tradition comes from. Now, for most people, Christmas is all about the presents. But... You know, how did a sacred holiday all of a sudden become this festival of, of buying and greed? Now, <clears throat> I thought it'd be interesting, again, to talk a little bit about how this whole Christmas thing got started. And the truth of the matter is, most people simply don't really care about the history. But if you're going to listen to my show, you're going to have to hear it, aren't you? You know, <laughs> That's kind of the way it works. I've got you right, right where I want you, right? So, <clears throat> here we go. All of you know me, I can't pass up the chance to talk history. Now, in early America, like I say, uh, you know, it wasn't even an official holiday, and there was no Christmas gift-giving. They didn't have that, all right? In fact, the Puritans, the pilgrims, you know, those folks, they disapproved of celebrating the holiday, and in some areas, the celebration of Christmas was banned. You could not do it, up to the point of having a fine, now, I thought it'd be funny to give you a law that was on the books in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. This came out on May the 11th of 1659. And I'll just read this to you. The legislator, legislature says, for preventing disorders arising in several places within this jurisdiction, by reason of some still observing such festivals as were superstitiously kept in other countries to the great dishonor of God and offense of others. It is therefore ordered that whoever shall be found observing any such day as Christmas or the like, either by forbearing of labor, feasting, or any other way upon any such account as aforesaid, every such person so offended shall pay for every such offense five shillings and a fine to the county. So, if if we catch you just being at home on the holiday, you'd better be out there planting turnips or something. <laughs> I'm telling you. Otherwise, what? five shillings. Right? And, you know, God help you if we catch you singing a Christmas carol or anything. So it was a penalty. 
if you were to turn around and celebrate Christmas. Good Lord. Yes, exactly. And that man, KB, remained in place for 22 years. Yeah, no Christmas for you. Now, you know, my wife likes to call me an Ebenezer. Can you imagine if you got a, a five, $5 fine every time you turned around and mentioned anything about Christmas? Right? She'd be in real real trouble, I guarantee you. Now, the question that you have to ask yourself is, wait a minute, weren't these Puritan folks Christians? Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, wait a minute, how's this work? Didn't they want to honor the birth of Jesus? Well, of course they're Christians. But they took their faith incredibly seriously. And they knew their history a lot better than ours, than we do today. What the, most Christians don't realize is that Christians didn't celebrate anything in late December for the first 300 years after the birth of Christ. None, okay? For 300 years, all right? Now, <clears throat> some of you, you historians out there, may be uh, aware there was a, a holiday during Roman times called Saturnalia. It was the celebration of the Saturn god, the god of Saturn, okay? And it basically was held on the 17th of December every year, and it later expanded with festivities through the 23rd of December. So it was a pagan holiday. had nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. This thing was around, you know, B.C., before Christ. A Roman thing? Yeah. The Saturnalia. There you go, Sean. Yeah. You know, so here we are, you know, we've got this holiday. Well, everybody was in the tradition of celebrating Saturnalia, you know, and, you know, it's kind of tied to the winter solstice, which I heard you mention earlier, sure. right? Yeah. And so basically what they did is people were doing the holiday anyhow, but now when Rome falls to the Christians, they've got a problem. Because they don't really want to, you know, the, the Christians don't really want to alienate everybody in the Roman Empire. This thing was huge. And so what they did is they kind of adopted the festival of Saturnalia. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, a political thing, if you will. And so the nice. where we get this celebration actually comes from the, the Roman pagan festival honoring the god of Saturn. Okay. Now, it was, it was uh, in 350 A.D., 350 years after Christ, that the Pope, Pope Julius I, officially decreed that Christians would celebrate that day from then on, or on the 25th of December and from that point for, forward. So 350 years later, a Pope, Pope Julius, picked December 25th as mm -hmm. the day. So that's, that's how we got the day. Isn't that, it, you know, it's bizarre to Leave me. Leave it up to the Pope. Right. Now, <clears throat> you sit there and you think about this deal with this gift-giving. Where'd that come from? Well, during Saturnalia, the plan was is that, and everybody looked forward to it, is all of the lords of the castles and the, you know, the people that owned the land and had all their peasants working for them, that one day during the festival is the lords would give gifts to their pre peasants, things like, you know, extra food, and they would hold a feast, and the lords would actually wait on the peasants for that for that little feast thing. I, I, and then there was a tradition that came off of that. Yes, and so then this gift-giving, again, when they adopted Saturnalia, they kind of picked up on that, all right? Now, <clears throat> here we are. 
you know, we jump all the way forward into the into uh, you know our colonists and moving forward to uh, the period where where we think of Christmas today, and over time, this practice of gift giving, you know, uh, basically kind of faded away. It, it you know it was an old pagan holiday for goodness sakes, and so people weren't really giving gifts. And like I say, in in the Puritan times, they didn't even celebrate Christmas at all. But you know us, the Americans, merchants saw an opportunity, okay? They always do. And according to historians, Christmas presents began appearing in the newspapers, you know, the advertisements for Christmas presents and all, in the 1820s, all right? Now, this this one will set you back, KB. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the Knickerbockers, right? right? You know, and the New York Knicks, right? right? Well, these guys are the ones that really kind of gave us Christmas. And I'm thinking, who are the Knickerbockers? Where did these guys come from? Well, these are the wealthiest of the wealthiest there in New York City in the early 1800s, 1820s to 1840s, 50s. And these folks, I mean, we're talking J.P. Morgan. We're talking uh, Vanderbilts. We're talking all these big wheels. Well, they had a little club. All right. And they were all uh, most of them of the original Dutch heritage that had migrated to to New York. And they all wore uh, to distinguish them in society from everybody else. They wore these pants that they rolled up to their knees. And we know them as knickers. Knickers, yeah. Right. Well, anybody seen wearing those, they were knickerbockers. But in order to be able to wear that, you had to be a member of the club. Yeah. All right? right. And I got news for you, buddy. You and I, we wouldn't have made the cut. Is it kind of like being in a rich biker gang? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Only these guys are more. Clubs, yeah. Me. These guys are more um, sitting around in their smoking jackets, smoking a cigar, and wondering what the peasants are doing out there in the cold. Gotcha. Right? Uh-huh. And so they created the Knickerbocker Club. All right, and it was these guys that owned all of the big businesses. Okay, all the mercantile places, all the places that were selling, you know, food and turkeys and all this other stuff that would be bought for holiday. And they said, you know, in this off season of the year, people aren't getting out much. We need to figure out a way to turn around and get people to spend money in the off season. And so as they're smoking their cigars and, you know, sipping their cognac by the fireplace, they said, I know, we'll create this holiday thing. We'll bring it back. We'll make it bigger than ever. And we'll get people in the idea that they need to buy gifts. You know, so there's a handful of guys having a good time, uh-huh. figuring a way to make money for themselves. There you go. Now, what they did is they said, well, okay, we've got to have a plan here. Well, none other than Washington Irving, the famous author, he had written a series of books based on the old Dutch traditions of, of you know, he's, he's a guy that, that told Americans the first thing about Santa Claus and about, you know, gift giving and about all these different traditions, putting up a tree. All of these traditions were in his books. Well, guess what? Washington Irving was a member of the club. And he said, I got just a thing for you. And with that, they turned around and they took the books out and said, okay, we're going to start doing articles in the newspapers. And, of course, they own the newspapers. 
So they said, you know, we should be doing this, right? Right. Well, then along comes another member of the club, a fellow by the name of Clement Moore. All right. And Clement Moore, he basically was another author, and he established this tradition of Christmas with his most famous poem. It was called The Visit from St. Nicholas. We know it as The Night Before Christmas. That's what kicked it off. 19 or in 1822 you want to jump into break there absolutely that's what a great you're so good at this I mean, <laughs> your, your timing is is impeccable 929 let's uh, make it 930 we're going to step aside for our final information break at the bottom of the hour again a big thanks to our media partners at lakeexpo.com and stacy johnson the good folks at lake tv and chris schneider providing us with local information and sports And you, you wonderful radio listener, we appreciate your patronage as well. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, tell your family members all about what's going on right here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 21st. Fun and festive themes abound at the annual light display in Osage Beach City Park. The light display is a 5 to 10 minute drive through. It's great for listening to Christmas music and getting in the holiday spirit. Good turnout and decent weather added to the festivities at the 38th Annual Lake of the Ozarks Christmas Parade. First place winners for best float include the Shriners Club, Cub Scouts Pack Number 21, and Rowdy Garage Designs. Missouri Conservation reports that hunters harvested one bull elk during the archery portion of the 2022 elk hunting season and two bull elk during the firearms portion. The three Missouri hunters were each selected for one of five elk permits issued in 2022 through a random drawing of over 9,000 applicants. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Christmas week Wednesday. College football, another day closer to the Gasparilla Bowl for the Mizzou Tigers, 6-6. Six and six. Remember, they won that final game of the regular season over Arkansas to get bowl eligible. The payoff comes Friday as they take on 7-5 and five Wake Forest. That is a 5.30 tip-off time on Friday. Tomorrow, college hoops, 10-1 and one Mizzou with a 
big challenge as they take on Illinois. The Illini ranked in the top 20 this year, so that ought to be a pretty good matchup. The Chiefs, well, they've got a little work to do this holiday weekend. They're 11-3. and They've wrapped up the AFC West. That means they've punched their tickets to the playoffs. Still have a few games to play. They'll be at home Saturday to take on Seattle. Their uh, final three games, it'll be Seattle at home, the Broncos at home, and then they'll finish off the season on the road against the Raiders. Eagles still the best team in the NFL at 13-1. and The Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings are 11-3. and Cowboys and Niners, 10-4. and uh, The uh, Chiefs have wrapped up that playoff spot. Still sitting number two seed, though, in the, uh, in the AFC behind Buffalo. Remember, the Bills beat them to win the tiebreaker. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, and they're all greatness, including Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris every day, 802, 102, and 802. Check it out. They talk about what's going on at the lake, lake news, lake sports, lake events. Check it out. Cup of Coffee, Will and Chris on Lake TV, and you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku and Amazon Fire, and streaming live all the time at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Start 2023 outright. Learn evidence-based health and wellness, conflict resolution, tools, and accomplish peace. Learn growth mindsets. Learn to take action and be accountable. Learn to grow from life's challenges. You'll hear six speakers, three virtual and three in person. You'll receive a Scrum Master ebook, Encompass Purpose 2.0 book, a gift certificate for complimentary coaching, peace fire and two fire training, be beverages and finger foods, all for $49. On January 19th from 1 to 4.30 at Encompass Purpose in Max Creek. To reserve your spot, please call 573-286-5625 or email at encompasspurpose at gmail.com. This is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. My favorite example of geologic age is Niagara Falls. The falls has eroded a seven-mile gorge from its original location. Way back in 1830, Charles Lyell used the length of the gorge as proof that Niagara Falls has been cutting its channel for over 35,000 years based on one foot a year times 5,280 feet per mile times seven miles. Lyell claimed the Bible must therefore be grossly wrong. Then modern geologists studied Niagara to determine the feasibility of a hydroelectric plant. The real rate of erosion seemed to be five feet per year. They were so sure of this, they took action to slow the erosion and install flumes to pick up waters far upstream. They took these actions so their power plant wouldn't be washed away. The significance for the age of the earth is that rates of erosion determined by modern science prove Lyell wrong. The age of Niagara Falls is in line with what the Bible says. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books.
Heat Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. We're happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. And we are back here at 937. Thank you so much for joining us again. A community-wide effort to provide shelter for those people who are uh, possibly not going to have an adequate source of heating when we are going to hit uh, some temperatures that will just knock your socks off and then add to that the wind chill, and that is going to make it uh, feel even colder. With what is blowing through, especially uh, tomorrow and Friday, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday we're looking at a couple of cold days as well, they have opened up the doors and uh, will be opening up the doors, I should say, at the Community Christian Church in Camdenton, offering a place for people to uh, take shelter. They'll have bottled water. They'll have food. They'll have an opportunity for these uh, folks to uh, get in out of the cold, and it is going to be extremely cold. Those winds are going to kick up. We're talking wind chills somewhere in the neighborhood of possibly, with those gusty winds, uh, feeling as though it's about 30 below zero. And it's been a long, long time since uh, we've had to deal with that. Uh, I don't know how long, but I'm sure it's you know happened. I say long, long time. Mm-hmm. Somebody will come by and prove me wrong. And, and that's not what it's about. Um, <clears throat> just got a, uh, a shout-out from Danny Ellison. Uh, Danny was supposed to join us on uh, Tuesday, but uh, winter weather had kept him moving across I the United that. States, and he's almost home. He says, I'm in Ohio. Yay, almost home. Danny, safe travels, my friend, and uh, let us know when you get there. And we're going to have Danny on uh, on Friday morning as opposed to uh, our normal Thursday because our Thursday show is going to be uh, nothing but old-time radio shows. Uh, I was going to do, like, Christmas shows, but I thought, no, these are, there's some, you know, Have Gun, Will Travel, I believe The Shadow, nice. uh, a couple of others, a Dick Tracy episode and things like that. And we've got some uh, 25, 30 minute episodes, some 15 minute episodes, stuff like that. So we're going to mix it all up. And that's what we're going to do for you tomorrow because I would imagine most people aren't going to go out. So you can hunker down around the radio like you used to do. Nice. And listen to some of the old time radio shows and maybe relive uh, that history of growing up as a kid and, 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 and everybody getting around the radio when the radio was the main source of entertainment. So with that being said, Dave Thomas says, uh, uh, 1989. That's right, David. And also, uh, Chris uh, Schneider checking in. Love, Professor Paisley. <laughs> we all do, Chris. You're absolutely right, sir. And he's a wealth of information. So, Cole, <clears throat> but if you can, uh, you know, you, you want to help out the cause again, just real quick. Uh, Sam Henley, who is over there at the Camden County Emergency Management, is uh, coordinating the event. Uh, if you'd like to volunteer to uh, take some time out in the shelter, uh, definitely. Uh, at, at, at Community Christian Church, what they're doing is looking for volunteers to take six-hour shifts uh, tomorrow through noon on Sunday, 573-346-7108. We're going to go out there and, and uh, spend some time out there uh, at the Community Christian Church. Delta and I will be out there. So, uh, uh, you know, that's she always hits me up for that stuff. Hey, we need to go do this. We need to go do that. And yeah. She's absolutely right. And uh, we need to make sure that this goes off without a hitch so that uh, uh, they can have this event and possibly do it in the future. Any businesses that would like 
like to donate food, money, individuals, food, money, whatever. They'd love to take it again, 573-346-7108. We are talking about the history of gift-giving with the true history professor, uh, Jim Paisley, who is, uh, of course, getting ready for Christmas. It'll be a big celebration at your home with the oh, family yeah. and everybody getting together. And uh, is, I would imagine the tree's up and everything's Tree's ready to go. up, yeah. we, and we decorate for the the boat that comes by. Absolutely. And, oh, you know, I'm going to have to tie Santa down a little tighter, though it sounds like with 40-mile-an-hour winds. He's going to be a extra weight around No the kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we uh, got the house all decorated. And, Outstanding. You know, I'm married to the original Mary Poppins, you know, Chris Kringle. She's into it. She big flies time. in through a window? Hey, well, pretty much, yeah. You know, I mean, everything has to be decorated. You might want to add some weight to her, too. Uh, I know, yeah. I'm going to have to stake her feet is, to the ground yeah, as little as she she'll is. She'll blow away. <laughs> Karen, thanks again for the uh, the cookies. Much appreciated. And uh, as soon as he leaves, uh, I think it'll take maybe all of about 60 seconds to consume that plate of cookies. Yes, and I haven't had any, so there you go. You know, that's why she sent them. I've been eating all of them. So, yeah, this is not a good time of year for me. So how about the night before Christmas? Now, there it is. It, you know, this is what really kicks things off for us. And it was in 1822, folks. Now, in that, you know, famous poem, we're introduced to Santa, you know, St. Nicholas, all right? And sure enough, everybody, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, the newspapers and everybody pick up on this and say, well, good grief, this is where all those toys have been coming from, kids, Santa Claus. And so they're reporting about Santa showing up and uh, all the department stores and everything, you know, they're they're all into the holiday spirit and Santa's coming and everybody's buying gifts for their friends and family as well, in addition to those that you get from Santa Claus. And by 1888, um, children were actually invited. They had managed to get Santa to show up there in most of the stores. And so people got to go and visit Santa Claus. Now, by the early 1900s, newspapers even carried page one stories about Santa and his sleigh filled with the gifts and, and coming to all the little good girls and boys. I think right now, don't we have, uh, is it NORAD or somebody tracks Santa when he's NORAD, coming yes, in? Sir. Yeah, so, you know, there again, you know, it, that's really, when we got the technology where we could track that guy, we started doing it, you know. Now, <clears throat> it was around this same time. In the early 1900s, that Charles Dickens wrote the famous show, The Christmas Carol, and it became a hit as it spread throughout the nation. Now, again, The Christmas Carol, I love that. You know, I mean, Charles Dickens, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of my favorites as well. And so <clears throat> now what we saw is the introduction of none other than Ebenezer Scrooge, which I have been uh, accused of being from Day time to Bob time. Bug Day. Yes, it is. Those of you you husbands out there that are tabulating how much has been spent on Christmas presents, uh, bah humbug to all of you, you know, join the club. Mm -hmm. yeah, but here's the thing. All of a sudden now, if you are one of those people that's complaining about the cost of Christmas, now you could be associated with being an Ebenezer Scrooge, all right? And so being cheap and stingy at Christmas time, you know, that basically conveyed that you were none other than an Ebenezer Scrooge yourself. Now, Santa and the family rituals and, and Ebenezer Scrooge, all of these things came together. 
And the average consumer, like I say, is, you know, today going to be spending a fortune. They're, they're estimating somewhere around $1,200 uh, for gifts in every household, right? And I imagine some houses it'll be a lot more. Now, <clears throat> all of the efforts of the businessmen in the 1800s to exploit the season Americans persistently attempted to separate the influence of commerce from the gifts that they gave. And what emerged was a kind of dialogue between consumers and merchants. Now, an interesting thing happened. Americans started wrapping the gifts that they were given. Mm -hmm. Now, before this, they just gave you the gift. They didn't wrap it or anything. And, and believe me, isn't that a joy, trying to wrap gifts? I've tried. I'm not very good at it. You know, they always know which ones I wrapped. You know, but sure enough, the custom became, you know, wrapping the gift because it's the surprise, right? Wrap that thing up, and then all of a sudden the surprise makes it even better. And it also helped designate the item as a true gift. And large stores started wrapping gifts for people as well. So that became a big industry. And over time, Christmas gifts came to be associated with, with you know, the entire holiday season, you know. So you're wrapping them with bows and all kinds of neat wrapping paper with reindeer and Santas and everything else. Now, <clears throat> you come to this thing called Black Friday. And this is another one where we're a little confused, folks. Mm -hmm. Black Friday, we all know it. We've seen it. We just went through it, you know, and your 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 uh, credit card's probably smoking as a result of it, <laughs> right? But there you are. You know, you had Black Friday. Now, what happened is, is the true Black Friday, where it started was in Philadelphia in the mid-1960s. Okay, this is a modern thing. Now, what happened was, is that bus drivers and taxi cab drivers, they knew that every day after Thanksgiving, you had this day where everybody was shopping like crazy. Mm -hmm. And the traffic was an absolute disaster there in Philadelphia. You could, it was gridlock. You couldn't get anywhere. And so what happened is the bus drivers and the taxi drivers started referring to the day as Black Friday. Because they knew it was going to be a nightmare to get around. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, here again, the people who were in charge of, uh, you know, promoting Christmas, they said, well, that's not a very nice term, you know, Black Friday. You know, here we are. We're trying to get people out. And they're saying, oh, just stay home. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. Well, what they did is they put a spin on it and said Black Friday actually refers to when the companies, the businesses all start to make a profit. And they go from being in the red to being in the black. Now, you know, again, this is something they made up. You know, they didn't, they did, it, the original intent was, man, it was a terrible day to travel. All right. <laughs> but they switched it around and said, no, it's a wonderful day because this is where all the businesses are going to turn a profit and everything's going to be wonderful and it's going to be like a Hallmark movie. That's right? true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, again, another little spin on things. All right. Now, I thought it was also interesting that even in the first decade of the 20th century, people and organiza organizations started to criticize this new pattern of gift-giving uh, that had emerged in America. And given the poor quality of the gifts and the considerable time it took to purchase, wrap, and deliver all these things, the progressive era comes on the scene. And the progressives, yes, the progressives, 
they came out and looked for alternative ways to celebrate the holiday that were less burdensome and more gratifying. That's right, folks. Even back then, all the way back in the early 20th century, the liberal progressive movement was there telling us how things should be at Christmas. Everybody gets a trophy. That's exactly right. <laughs> and their movement paid, paved the way for Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't spend so much money on gifts and everything and wrapping them and everything. And they said the ideal gift is just give somebody a card. Well, unbeknownst to them, people like Hallmark danced in the streets, right? <laughs> he said, oh, well, now I can be politically correct, and I don't have to spend all this money on gifts. I can, I can turn around and give a Christmas card. Oh, that's good. Right? You know, and so that's exactly what happened. It created a whole other industry, not to mention the fact that the mail, the U.S. Postal Service, reaped in tons of money, everybody mailing Christmas cards. Now, you know, today, a lot of people are just doing it by, by email. But good grief, folks, those of you traditionalists that are still doing the Christmas cards, stack up about 150 of those things and put a, what, a 50-cent stamp on each one. That runs into some cash, right. Right? right? So it's a huge industry. And, you know, the post office loves every minute at this time of year. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Whose idea was it for somebody in the family to post the yearly letter? Remember? Oh, Did gosh, yes. Oh, yeah, I've gotten three or four of them already. That yes. person in our family has passed away, unfortunately. Yes. Because I used to read it on the air every year. And when that person found out I was reading it on the air. That was the end of that. They had a conniption fit. Yeah. But I did it anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it is funny. It is it, it, it's actually kind of a shame because we don't keep in touch with people enough anymore. And so now you look forward once a year to getting a letter from them and saying, oh, my God, little Bobby's graduated and such and such got married. And, you know, Uncle Bob, he's got some kind of bad deal with his leg or whatever. But, you know, yeah, it is. It's some interesting. Kind of bad deal with his leg. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or all the places they traveled to this last year. And then you say, well, uh, damn it, you're only 100 miles from here. You should have come by. They used right? to go to the Grand Canyon every year. Yeah. And it's like. Every year you've told us about your trip to the Grand yes. Canyon, yeah. and nothing's ever changed. Yeah, but let's face it, back in our day, they pulled out the slide projector, and you had to sit there and go through that. Remember those oh. during the holidays? I know. I'm glad those are gone. <laughs> I'll take the letter any day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick read, and then uh, let's see. What can we do with it now? That's exactly right. But you're right. You know, here again, you know, you watch traditions change. You know, I mean, Christmas cards were a big thing, and then, you know, we, we see that shift away, and I Everything's going with just email notes and, and and now the letters, you know, you're exactly right. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it's, it's fascinating to watch how it all goes down. Yes. The yearly letter, which was uh, something to uh, live by. We've got a couple of calls here. So, okay. uh, well, one, one is, uh, I don't know if they're hanging on or not, but uh, of course, I think you'll recognize uh, this person here. Caller, good morning. You're on the daily show. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. I know in the year of history of 1992 was the Christmas Paisley Family War that began. It uh, was in 1992. The Family Christmas War. Yes. Yes. Our family has a, a, a wonderful tradition. <laughs> it was 92, was it, Mary? Yeah, it was my sister. 1990, it was 1990. It was 1992, and I started it, and it was the year the large Nerf bow and arrows came out, and we had it at my house. 
Yes. For this, all the husbands who didn't want to be there. So, yeah. It's a great tradition, folks. Um, when the Nerf guns and Nerf bows and arrows came out, you know, you know how you, I was talking the other day about how, you know, Thanksgiving, you've got all those relatives show up and you, you all smile at one another and say it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, everybody does that and you think, man, I'd like to just pop that one in the head, you know. Well, that's what we do. We, we usually get Nerf guns or something like that every year where they get wrapped up and everybody gets one. How much alcohol is involved in this? Quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. And, at, at you know, at once all the presents have been open, the adults open up their Nerf guns or whatever and we proceed to shoot one another it's nice it's a it's a a wonderful tradition you know it's we need to have a christmas song about you know i shot granny with a nerf gun you know (laughs) (laughs) thank you for reminding us mary great call (laughs) merry christmas thank you for calling and listening in mary and merry christmas to you and your family thank you so very much i think we might have somebody else on the line here all right who might be able to uh, maybe embellish and or add to what it is that we've uh, we've talked about here, and uh, let me see if I can get this person on the line. They are on hold. Caller, thanks for holding on. You are on the Daily Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Let's keep the family <laughs> tradition going. This is your brother Tom calling. Hey, buddy. Um, yeah, that, that tradition was very good. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think I won every year, though. I'm just going to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I've got another t- weird tradition for you All in right. Japan. Uh, they celebrate Christmas Eve with a big bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. What? In 1970, there was a promotion by Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, that it was the best meal to have, and I think it was like 3.6 million Japanese buy Kentucky Fried Chicken as their Christmas dinner. Oh, my God. And you see them walking around with a big bucket of chicken going home for their Christmas meal. <laughs> I love that. Now, you talk about a, a marketing a, coup. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't no, think that should just go. be. Uh, I don't think that should be uh, just uh, specifically for the Japanese. I like to walk around with a big bucket of uh, KFC fried chicken myself. <laughs> sounds like a great idea, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Show up at the Much door easier. in your tank top and underwear, with yeah. your, holding a chicken leg in one <laughs> yeah. hand yeah. And, and the bucket in the other. What the hell do you want? <laughs> yeah, that ought to be. Uh, that's an image, KB. Thanks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anything I can do to help. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for listening. Thanks, and uh, Merry thank you Christmas, for calling. guys. Yeah. All right. You bet. Bye. Isn't that great? You know, and, and something like that. Yeah. Somebody calls out of the blue and says, now in Japan, yeah. they they walk around eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a St. Louis thing, I guess. You know, they they, they keep tabs on that. Well, we were going to go up and see Mom this weekend, but yeah. that's not going to work out. So next weekend, I told Delta when we go up to see Mom, uh, we're probably going to stop at uh, Lee's Chicken, yeah. Popeyes, and yeah. uh, my favorite, uh, is Church's Chicken. Yeah, There's there you nice go. Little Church's Chicken well, about see, five minutes been, from the house. You've been keeping the Japanese tradition all along, yeah, haven't you? Well, I, you didn't know it. Yeah, well, I just I don't want to let anybody down. <laughs> any other uh, any other countries that uh, have uh, traditions that involve food, feel free to call me. That's right. We'd like to explore those traditions at home. <laughs> That's true. Tr- tr- anything with terrific. cheeseburgers. Yeah. Anything with cheeseburgers. Yes, I think, you know, White Castle would be a good one to start with, right? Yeah. Mm. Now, let me lay another, one more really interesting thing on you here sure. that I thought was pretty funny. 1912. The progressives also established something called the Society for the Prevention of Useless Giving. 
the Society for the Prevention of Useless Giving, because to them, everything has just gotten way too greedy, mm-hmm. you know, driven by, the, you know, big business and sure. all. And, they, you know, the government, they even had an acronym for it. They called it SPUG, S-P-U-G, the Society for the Prevention of Useless Giving. So there you have it. If, you know, if you want to be woke this Christmas and you want to, you know, carry on the traditions of of the progressive party you know you have a reason you have you know you're just maintaining the ideals of the society for the prevention of useless giving you know because in their eyes it's useless you know you're missing the whole point and so you know i thought it was kind of interesting that even the government could step in and you know rain on the christmas poo-poo, parade poo-poo on, <laughs> on the holidays <laughs> Isn't that great? And it, they, they, it was funny because they said that they're in the in the legislation that they were trying to pass. It said the goals were to curtail the presentation of gym cracks. You ever hear that gym crap cracks? G I M C R A C K S. And those were all one word or two words. Gym cracks, one word, uh-huh. and it they were showy but shoddily made gifts. All right, and so basically they felt like. You know, people were being taken advantage of in that, the, you know, we had these businesses that were making these this garbage uh-huh. and people were giving them as gifts. And so it's useless in even giving the things. And they tried to legislature, they legislate their way out of it. And isn't that funny? Because, you know, it used to be everything, you know, came from Japan or it came from Taiwan and now from China. So let me tell you about uh, something I learned about that somebody <laughs> sends somebody. And that's a bag of it. I can't say what what it is. And, yeah. and I'll tell you exactly what it is when we get off the yeah. air. But uh, Delta was telling me that uh, you can send this to someone for the holidays. Really? And uh, you, you can send it anonymously. You can send it with your name on it, whatever you want to put on it. But it's a bag of these. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's rather interesting. And I've already got a nice list going of people that are going to oh, get my. a bag of this yeah. from me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think a few of you might even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> 958 is our time and the history of gift giving and by the way patty i loved your hair so don't change a thing anyhow um let's just uh let's just leave it at this do what you can with what you have but i think one of the best things about the holiday season is when people get together to do things for other people and we've had so much of that around the lake area and all the great uh, groups and organizations that have various um campaigns that they run, whether it's uh, decorating Christmas trees or putting candy canes with kids' names on them on trees or uh, just getting out and giving a few bucks uh, to somebody who's ringing a bell uh, next to a kettle. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone for what you do and, and making a difference, and I hope that, that that is the most important thing. I know it's important to get the kids what they want and uh, you know do things for other people as far as making sure that they have a gift under the tree, but I think uh, truly one of the best gifts you can give is generosity and love and care and uh and just uh, you know thinking about uh, your fellow man and or woman i agree a hundred percent and you know uh we've been fortunate in in this community that there is so much giving um i've worked with the elks club and we gave to you know uh gifts for lots of kids right. and a good, good former student melissa hollingsworth uh has this program to help all the nursing homes and we participated in that outstanding well, merry christmas to everybody merry christmas to you sir and your wonderful family and we'll look forward to having you to do a, a, a year-end wrap that's uh, coming up and, and and the topic well we'll save that yeah. uh for the for the tease folks that's going to do it for us today we're off tomorrow back on friday 89.3 keyk osage beach missouri merry christmas it's great to be 